This episode of the Exit 5 podcast is brought to you by Apollo.io. There are three main factors that determine the success of your ABM programs. Number one, accurate target account lists with verified contact data. Number two, keeping your CRM data actionable with reliable enrichment. And number three, going beyond serving ads with automated outbound emails. Apollo offers an all-in-one solution for these needs. Easily discover target accounts with over 65 filters, including technographics, buyer intent, and job titles. Automatically validate and enrich contact data, streamline outreach, and boost campaign effectiveness with just a few clicks. They're ranked number one for contact and company data accuracy on G2. And with over 6,000 reviews and a 4.8 star rating, it makes sense why they're one of the most loved products out there right now. You can sign up for free with no credit card entry required. That's free for real free. No credit card even required at Apollo.io slash exit five. That's A-P-O-L-L-O dot I-O slash exit five. This episode of the Exit 5 podcast is brought to you by my friends at Metadata. Yes, they're my friends. I'm working with them right now. Hey, Metadata, what's up? Metadata helps demand gen marketers automate paid campaigns and drive more revenue. If you work in demand gen, you know how running paid campaigns can create so many technical, mundane, and repetitive tasks. You got 17 tabs open in your browser, more like 170. You're jumping from LinkedIn to Google to Facebook. Plus there's all the audience creation, creative and testing variations. It can be an entire job just to keep track of this stuff and make sure it all is running properly. And with humans doing it, there's bound to be a lot of wasted time and potential for mistakes and missed opportunities. Through AI and automation, metadata frees you from having to manually do these tasks so you can spend your time on the work that matters most, strategy, creativity, and the experimentation. Demand gen teams use metadata to execute hundreds of campaigns without ever logging into ad managers, automatically monitoring their campaigns and optimizing for pipeline and revenue, and drastically scaling their performance before needing to hire more people or hire an agency. In the last two years, Metadata has automated 92,000 campaigns and influenced over $2 billion in pipeline for customers like Zoom, Ramp, Pendo, and ThoughtSpot. ThoughtSpot generated $5 million in pipeline in their first few months at a 1 to 6 spend to pipeline ratio. There's a stat right there. Write that one down. That's a stat that will get you promoted. If you're a demand gen marketer and you're running paid campaigns today, you really should consider using metadata. You can learn more about how the metadata team can help you do humanly impossible marketing at metadata.io. That's metadata.io. And make sure you tell them that you heard about them right here on the Exit 5 podcast. One, two, three, four. Exit five. Hey everybody, it's Dave. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Exit 5 podcast. Today I'm going to do a little something different. Well, it's familiar but different. I just have a short episode, which is just going to be me, no guest. And I saw a message in the Exit 5 community on Facebook. Shout out to the Exit 5 community members. If you're there, you can find the sign-up link, by the way, exit5.com if you're not in there already. But Austin posted this. Hey, Dave, I may be in the vast majority over here, but I just want to say that the 10-minute podcast you made over the holiday break were fire. Today's episode with Kaylee was fantastic, Kaylee Edmondson, and honestly very applicable to my everyday life. So please keep those coming. But I've listened to Story of Strategy a few times now because it's short, honest, and powerful. 
I'd totally take more of this is my off-the-cuff 10-minute story from being in the trenches pods. I don't know, just in cases you saw those as a temporary stopgap. I don't think they're a less valuable form of podcast content. It's just different. So that was really kind of you, Austin. Shout out to you. Appreciate that. They were a stopgap. I had no real strategy. This was before I even named this thing Exit 5, and I just kind of had a rant, and I recorded it in my phone. And uh, you are right. I enjoy doing these, and occasionally I have some things on my mind. So I don't know how consistently I'll do these, but outside of the weekly episodes, I thought it would be fun. And so I took a bunch of notes, and I thought of a... I have a topic that has been on my mind, and I wanted to try to put it down in podcast form. So that's what I'm going to do today, okay? So this topic is, I don't know exactly what to call it, but it's about internal alignment. And one of the things that I've seen in the years that I've spent working in B2B SaaS marketing roles at Drift, at Privy, at HubSpot, even as like marketing manager Dave, on through companies that I advise and work with today And it's one of the biggest frustrations for me as a marketer. I define myself, right or wrong, but as a marketer, I say that I like marketing. I'm in marketing because I love the creativity. And I love copywriting and I love creative problem solving and storytelling. And I I love those things. However, one thing that I've noticed, and I'm I'm not the only person I've noticed. This is just my observation, right? So I'm not like claiming this is an original thought. But one thing that's super frustrating for me is that so much of the questions and challenges and comments about B2B marketing actually have nothing to do with the creativity, the the creative problem solving. They so often come down. If you ran like the five whys on so many of the questions that you see in the Exit 5 community or maybe inside of your company, it so often comes down to being aligned internally. And I was very lucky at Drift and at Privy to have very clear goals teams that were aligned on those goals. And it, it took work to get there, but especially in the early days of Drift, we were all on the same page from VP of marketing to VP of sales, to VP of product, to VP of success, to VP of ops. We all felt like, honestly, we were on one team together and we each had a different role. My role was to do the marketing stuff. Will's role was to do ops. Julie's role was to do customer success. Craig's role was... VP product and Armin's role was VP of sales. And so we all felt like we kind of each have a piece of this pie. It's not just marketing's job. It's not just sales job. It's not just product's job. We we each are stakeholders in a different piece of this. And ultimately, we're all supporting the business. And our goal is to help the business grow revenue. And so I've been lucky to, to be part of that team. But I think so many of the questions and challenges that I see are because it all stems, the root cause of that is not being on the same page. And I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to be aligned with revenue. It makes so many things easier. And this starts at the company level. At Drift, for example, the management team at the time, we all had company goals and and objectives and management bonuses or whatever. Those were not tied to some vanity marketing metric. Like if we generate X email subscribers or website traffic, each person on the team had a revenue goal. And if the company hit the revenue goal, that's when you hit your bonus. And I think that that was so simple and so powerful, but it's one way at the, at the highest level to get everybody aligned. So I also think that you have to have the, if you're a marketer listening to this, you have to have the perspective that it's your job in marketing. The goal of marketing is to make sales easier. That doesn't just mean the sales team. To me, that means 
sales for the company. So like whatever you're selling, whether you're selling iced coffee or CRM, marketing exists to make the selling of that product, could be through sales, could be through channel, could be through partners, to make the selling of the product easier. And so if you operate out of that framework, well, then we got to get aligned on what actually drives sales. And so I just scribbled down. I was drinking a coffee before this, and this is going to be all over the place, but that is, that's how it is. And, and uh, you know, at least I know Austin will, <laughs> will like this. But I, wanted, I came up with a little list of things that you can do to drive internal alignment because I think that we just spend so much time on the, on the channels and the tactics, and it's like, man, we just keep, we don't ever address the, the root cause. And it's like so much, it's, it's hard in the short term because it, it can take hard conversations, but it solves so many of the problems if you can get aligned and everybody has goals around revenue. Okay, so here's some things that I jotted down to help you drive this. First of all, I think you need to take the mentality that it is your job. If you believe that marketing's job is to drive revenue and you, you exist, your team exists, your function exists because your job in, in marketing, you're here to drive revenue. If you believe that, then I think that if nobody at the company has stepped up to make sure that everyone's aligned on revenue, then like, why can't that be marketing? I love this line from Christopher Lockhead that I've quoted a lot, which is marketing is the leadership department. And I think that is so true. You can take that mentality. And so, okay, you know what? Sales isn't talking to, marketing and sales are not talking to each other, or you don't have a relationship with product, or you don't have the insight you need into the CEO or the roadmap or whatever. Maybe you might not get those things, but damn, if I'm not going to be the one that's going to try and drive that alignment. I'm going to try to make it happen. And maybe, you know what? I tried for six months. I can't get the VP of sales on board. Can't talk to CEO. I'm going to quit this job and, and go somewhere else. That, that might be what it takes. And it's also a marketer's market right now. There's a lot of good marketing jobs. Not that I'm telling everyone to go quit your job, but like I just think first principles, like, okay, you know what? We don't have the alignment at this company. I'm not going to wait around for somebody. And you don't have to be the CMO to do this. You can do this in a marketing manager role. You can do this as an intern, early stage startup. Like ask these questions, ask your boss ask your manager, like manage up, push up, and you can ask these questions. And hopefully you're at a place where those things are encouraged and people don't freak out when you start to talk about some of that stuff. But I would say number one is take it as your job to drive alignment around revenue. Because you also, as, as a marketing person, you got to know you can't do it all. You don't, we don't have all of the tools. We need product. We need partnerships. We need customer success and expansion revenue and upsell and cross-sell and all that stuff, right? We need to work with the sales team. So you can't do this all on your own. And so once you operate out of that point, like, okay, yeah, it's not just website copy and nurture emails and ads that's going to get us to our goal. This has to be a, we have to be aligned at the company strategic level. So if you don't have that at your company, go and drive it. The other thing, the next thing I would say is go to the CEO directly and say, we are not measuring marketing by revenue. I want to be measured by revenue. How do you want, like, how should I be gold? I want to be gold on revenue. Ask for that. And the way that you can get to revenue is what is some type of proxy or leading indicator for revenue? Ideally, at a company incentive level, you're going to be, you're going to be aligned on revenue. So, hey, we need to generate, we want to generate $10 million in new revenue this year. How much of that is going to come from marketing? How much of that is going to come from sales? And that's the way that we're going to get to this number. And then from there, you can figure out how we're going to set pipeline goals around that. And so I would push really hard for... And you can do this in, in any model, whether you sell to enterprise, or you have PLG, strategy, marketing should own revenue. And at most companies, 
that are listening to this podcast, you're going to have a marketing team and you're going to have a sales team. And the simplest way to figure out the revenue number is what's the contribution from marketing? What's the contribution from sales? And you're not working as siloed organizations to get there. Those are two different approaches that you have to hit the company revenue number. And so you have to work together. You're going to, you're going to help each other. You don't want to create an environment where sales is disincent, like sales and marketing are, are battling with each other. And so I think this is where the internal relationships are really, are really important, which brings me to the next point of this, which is you need to be very close. And you don't have to be personally close friends. I don't believe in that. But you have to have a close working relationship with the sales leader. You have to have a close working relationship with the sales leader. This is not rocket science, but there's a bunch of people out there that I know that are going to be listening to this and be like, eh, I don't really have a close relationship with the sales leader. And oftentimes you'll realize that you and the sales leader actually have different objectives and you have different ways of measuring your performance. I was in a situation at a company where the VP of sales, the comp, the way the VP of sales was being comped was put us at complete odds with marketing. So despite the best of our efforts internally and doing all the rah-rah company stuff, that person is never going to be incentivized for us to work together because it was a bad thing if marketing, if a deal closed via marketing versus a deal closed via sales because they didn't get credit for that. That screwed up from the beginning. I want to create a model where we both have kind of two different teams, sales and marketing. They're used in different ways. We want to work together to achieve the revenue goal. So you have to have that relationship with, with sales. And, and I think I use the word relationship because it's the only way that you're going to know the real internal things. Like, hey, what, how are you gold? Like, what are your goals for the CEO? And you talk to the VP of sales and it's completely different. It makes no sense. Wait, that's out of whack. Then I'm going to go try to have a conversation with the CEO and say, well, wait a second. This is a fundamental misalignment. Can we get aligned on this? So you've got to have that relationship. The third thing is almost in the same way as sales, the team leaders have to work cross-functionally together. And you could have people at all different roles. You might have a CMO, a VP of sales, a head of product, and there's a manager of something, a manager of, of something else, right? Manager of CS. It doesn't have to be all C-level because at different, start, at different stage of companies, you're going to have all different roles of people. But there has to be someone, some one person who is accountable for that organization. And I would try to have some type of I think at, at least twice a month, have some type of at least twice a month cross-functional leadership meeting where it's not just marketing's job to present pipeline. It's, hey, we're all in this together. So what's product working on? What are the product goals? How do those relate to revenue? How's the customer success team doing as it relates to churn and expansion and how those things relate to revenue? What's sales doing and, and how are we doing as, as, as the sales team relates to revenue? What's marketing doing? See, this is, when you add those pieces up together, that's how you're going to get to the revenue number. It's not going to be marketing working in a vacuum, especially modern marketing today. You're touching the whole funnel, right? From prospect to raving customer, repeat purchase. Marketing is going to be involved there. And so you have to be involved cross-functionally. Ideally, you could even have this meeting every week. What if every Friday, every Friday morning, you had the, a check-in? And ideally, the CEO and the founders are in this meeting. And at Drift, we had like the executive leadership team meeting that was weekly. But even in the earlier days, when, when you don't have C, all the C-level people, there's no reason why leaders from those units can't drive this together. And there's no reason why you can't, as the marketing leader, be the one to drive that meeting. Hey, I don't own all of the things of this meeting, but... I want to get us aligned. So I'm happy to set up the meeting. I'm happy to send out the deck. I'm happy to ask for input. 
have some type of shared format where everyone's coming with one or two slides about what their org is doing. Talk about challenges, talk about roadmaps. Because look, many people that listen to this are working at high growth venture backed startups. Like these are companies filled with smart people. <laughs> Why would you not want to open up your marketing challenges to get help from more smart people? I don't understand when people are so guarded about marketing that they don't want to let in other people. Like I am far from the smartest person in any room that I've ever been in, but I've been decent at building relationships and understanding what other people need and making sure they see how marketing can help them and us achieve our overall goal. Because guess what? If marketing helps the company hit our revenue goal and everyone has some type of comp incentive related to revenue, everyone's going to love marketing. (laughs) It can be that simple. This is why this point drives me nuts because this is not creative problem solving. This is all about internal alignment. So I would push to have that cross-functional meeting at least twice a month, ideally weekly. And I would push to not have it be just marketing, presenting and asking questions. It needs to be, there's three, four, five of us. We all are stakeholders here. We all own a piece of this. What are your goals in product? What are your goals in sales? What are your goals in CS? And maybe step one is let's have that conversation. Let's figure out how we get aligned and then push up, manage up, present to the CEO about how you want to report. How do you want to manage these things together? Uh, What else do I have on my list? Number four is I also think you should take every opportunity that you have to present and talk about marketing in front of the company. Same point as before, like let the smart people in. Like if you have an opportunity to present to another team session, sales, CS, cross-functional, HR, whoever, finance, take that opportunity. A, it makes you a better public speaker. But B, you have another at bat to get in front of the company and talk about marketing and get smart ideas and get other brains on this than just you and the marketing team banging your heads against a wall in the marketing silo. The fifth thing that I would do is I would send a five-minute weekly update. Five minutes. Please, please, please keep it to five minutes. You got to keep it to five minutes. Five minutes is like there's so much scope creep in a five-minute video. At every company, the five-minute marketing update always turns into 13-minute marketing update. And then the 13-minute marketing update turns into 18-minute video that gets sent out every week that nobody reads. And so you have to remember that it's not your job. The point of this is not to rush and blast out a five-minute update about what marketing working on to the company and you know clean your hands of it and you're done. Just like you're marketing to customers, your job is to actually make sure that the message is seen and heard and understood. And so I've seen this before where marketing sends out a weekly update, but they just blast it out four o'clock on Friday. Everyone's already out for the weekend thinking about what they're doing. Nobody's paying attention to your, your marketing update on Friday afternoon. So think about how you're going to communicate this and understand that like your job is not done until people actually saw this update. And so don't let it creep in five minute max. I would do something like this. Number one, this could be one, this could be five slides, honestly. First slide, hey, here's our goals in marketing. As a reminder, here are the three goals that we have for this quarter, this year, whatever. Slide number two, pacing. Here's how we're pacing versus this slide. Favorite Mike Volpe's favorite slide at, at HubSpot became one of our favorite slides at Drift and others on down is the waterfall, the waterfall chart, right? That shows a lot about where you're at when you plot your goal versus your pacing. And so I would not hide from that. First slide is your goals. Second slide is your progress towards those goals. Ideally, this relates to like it, most, most SaaS companies is going to be in month or, or in quarter. Here's how we're doing. Third slide is here's what we got done this week. Because not everything is going to be like a number in a spreadsheet. It could be, hey, we did a, you know, we're doing a website, archi- you know, architect, re-architecture thing. And here's why this matters. And here's an update this week. And so I like to have one slide that has 
a bunch of things that the team is working on to bring transparency into what the team is working on. I like to have a slide on what we're going to do next week. So, hey, here's what we're working on right now. Here's what we're working on next. Oh, we have this event. uh, We're doing this dinner here. We have this webinar that we're doing. We're doing this co-marketing thing. And behind the scenes, we're working on X, Y, and Z. I love sharing that type of stuff. Fourth slide is highlights. So I like to show wins because I think that it's contagious. And so wins don't, again, don't just have to be numbers. Wins can be screenshots, comments on LinkedIn, replies to email. I've had like mess, you know, great emails from an investor to the CEO about some portfolio company who saw your marketing and did what X, Y, Z. Show off the highlights. How many is that? One, two, three. I guess that's four. So I like to have the highlights. And then that can be it. It can be four or five slides, but make this your own. Don't just use my bullet points. Like, Make it your own. What do you need to talk about? What do you need to share with everybody? What do you want them to know? And then think about the format. I like recording a, a video. I like having a deck that has those four or five slides, sharing the deck. So people could just flip, like the deck should be readable on its own without the voiceover video. Here's the five slide update for marketing. You can flip through that. But I also like to have the video through it. And oftentimes I would have like little, little games inside of there. Like I might mention a favorite song or something that I'm doing or watching right now. And and when I send it out to the company. You're listening to my dad's XFI podcast. Hey, it's Dave. Real quick. Are you hiring marketers or looking for your next marketing job? We just launched the Exit 5 job board, and you can check it out right now. It's jobs.exit5.com. We're building the number one resource online for you if you're looking for your next marketing gig, or if you're an employer and you want to reach talented marketers in our network, you can do so right through the Exit 5 job board. Go and check out the jobs over there right now. You can browse if you're looking or if you're an employer, go post a job and find your next great teammate. That's the power of a niche like B2B marketing. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're building here at Exit 5. Go check it out. It's the Exit 5 job board, jobs.exit5.com. Yeah, I say, P.S., reply back to me if you heard my favorite song or something like that in there. And I think email and an internal wiki are best for something like this. I think just posting it in Slack and then bouncing for the weekend is not the way that to do this. So make sure that people are actually going to see it. That's it. How's that? Austin, how are we doing? There's my notes. So look, if you're listening to this, if you made it this far, I want you to take one or two things out of here and be the change and be the force inside of your company to drive alignment. All of the channels and tactics and all that stuff, it's going to go nowhere unless you're aligned like this. And it's one of the reasons why I think I have a hard time giving marketing advice sometimes because we had such great alignment in the early days of Drift and in what we did at Privy from the CEO down, very clear goals, very clear responsibilities for marketing and everybody being on the same page with, with what, what marketing was doing. And so I, I want you to have that for your company because I see, I see how much we, it's an uphill climb if, if you don't have that. So All right, I'm out of here. I got to take the dog out for a walk. I hope this was really helpful. If you're in the Exit 5 community, leave me a comment in there. Ultimately, I'd love to get some ratings and reviews on this podcast. I think the podcast is really valuable. We've been doing it a bunch, but I haven't pushed for reviews. So leave me a review. If anything, it's kind to see that. Makes me happy. Otherwise, if you're not already a member of the Exit 5 community, you can go there, exit5.com. We'll have the new website up soon, but for now, it's a little coming soon splash page. You can still click and join or get on the email list there. Otherwise, I hope you're having a a productive day, productive week, productive month, doing whatever you're doing out there in the marketing world. And I will see you or hear you. Well, I won't hear you. You'll listen to me 
and others on the next episode of the Exit 5 Podcast. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Exit 5 Podcast. If you're in B2B marketing and you want to grow your career, you should also go and check out everything that we have over at Exit5.com. We've got articles, we've got videos, we've got templates. Plus, we have a community, a community of over 4,000 B2B marketing pros. Whether you're deep in your career and want to connect with your peers or just starting up and you want a place to go where you can see what people are talking about, get smarter about B2B marketing in your own time to grow your career and help grow your company, go and check it out. It's exit5.com. You can get on the email list there. You can join the community. There's 4,000 marketers in the community. We have a job board. We're always adding new stuff. It's really becoming the number one place you can go if you want to grow your career and learn more about B2B marketing outside of what you're doing inside of your company every day. So check it out, exit5.com. And I also want to make sure I give a shout out to my friends at Hatch. That's hatch.fm. They produce this podcast. It sounds amazing because of the work that they do. And they work with B2B companies just like yours. They offer unlimited podcast editing and strategy for businesses. You can get unlimited podcast editing and on-demand strategy for a low monthly cost. All you got to do is just upload your episode and they take care of the rest. Go and check them out. It's hatch.fm. This episode of the Exit 5 podcast is brought to you by Apollo.io. There are three main factors that determine the success of your ABM programs. Number one, accurate target account lists with verified contact data. Number two, keeping your CRM data actionable with reliable enrichment. And number three, going beyond serving ads with automated outbound emails. Apollo offers an all-in-one solution for these needs. Easily discover target accounts with over 65 filters, including technographics, buyer intent, and job titles. Automatically validate and enrich contact data, streamline outreach, and boost campaign effectiveness with just a few clicks. They're ranked number one for contact and company data accuracy on G2. And with over 6,000 reviews and a 4.8 star rating, it makes sense why they're one of the most loved products out there right now. You can sign up for free with no credit card entry required. That's free for real free. No credit card even required at Apollo.io slash exit five. That's A-P-O-L-L-O dot I-O slash exit five.